You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric. I'm Berto. I'm Gavin. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it. Who goes? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I was waiting on him. See, this is what happens when we have to come up with a count. So, so yeah. <laughs> for the next time, but yeah. All right. Yeah. So, welcome back, everybody, to another episode. And Berto, you can go ahead and take her away with the topic of the day. All right. So, the topic of the day, man. I thought it'd be it'd be cool to maybe uh to lighten it up a little bit. I mean, there's some serious parts in there, but uh, you know, I wanted to kind of mention about how sometimes as a criminal. You get lucky, man. You know, in in the street life, I think everybody can kind of agree it's a game of cat and mouse. You know, when it comes to you, when it comes to the authority, like it's about who wins. You know, we won't talk about the big picture, but on a small <laughs> scale, there's 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 a lot of little victories for for guys that are in the street, man. And and uh, I just thought I'd I'd share a couple of my own stories about that. So uh, you know, I, I'll get right into a time, man. That's kind of funny. Uh, Gavin might have a little bit of insight on it. So I was on the run at a young age and, um, you know, I, you know, like on the run from a runaway from my house type, not, not necessarily a, no criminal activity, nothing like that yet. But I was obviously hanging around, you know, this, I, I used to stay with a guy, Chico to kind of sum it up. I don't want to get too, it's too much to, to kind of explain, but, uh, I stayed with a guy named Chico. Something happened to, to his family. They were moving out, but we were still in the house that he was in before they moved out. So there was still like a, a few things there. And uh, we, you know, we always used to hang out there. One day I'm there with Chico and uh, the house is kind of empty. It's a little hollow. It's kind of an eerie feeling, you know, uh, we're there, we were, we were smoking weed and uh, we hear a knock at the door. So I'm all, I know I'm like, I'm paranoid all, all the time, <laughs> naturally, you know, because I'm, it's like, like I said, it's a game of cat and mouse, you know, who's going to win, you know? So, um, I'm looking for an escape route right away. I'm like, all right, what's the what's the plan here? <laughs> Chico goes to the front and he like kind of peeks around the corner. And he looks back at me, he's the cops. And I'm like, oh man. So, okay, now now I kind of gave you a brief view that we hang out there, right? So his older brother, Pelon, actually lived in the basement. And, uh, you know, Pelon sold weed, you know, at this time, you know, we would be down there having, you know, meetings. So there's, you know, there's like, you know, there's paperwork down there that we don't want exposed. You know, there's a gun down there. There's all kinds of things in the house, right? So in particular, though, this is where the part comes in where we kind of got lucky. So prior to them coming to the house, they had a reason to come to the house, which was they were looking for a specific gun. And that's because this gun was used in a shooting. They come to the house and then Chico's like, yo, I got to let them in. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, go ahead, let them in. So we were lucky enough to even upstairs from Chico's house, one of his family members lived. Like we would be up and down, back and forth. You know, it was kind of like a whole house type thing. So I was going to sneak upstairs. So I'm like, all right, let me sneak upstairs. As soon as I open up the back door, you know, cop bust. I got a phone in my hand. He's like, put, he's like, put the gun down. I'm like, oh, it's a phone. So, so they end up, they end up, you know, they end up grabbing us up. They put us, you know, they put us in the living room. They're sitting there. They come in. And I know the detective. Like, when, that's the, see, that's the thing too, right? When you become like a, a, somebody who's in the street all the time, you know, you don't develop a relationship, but you know who is chasing you, you know? And so I knew the detectives that were chasing me. I knew some, a lot of the street cops, um, and we had nicknames for them. You know what I mean? Like guys that we all ran into all the time, you know, especially like gang squad. The dude's name was Menzel. I'll never forget it. And, uh, he was like, yo, what's up, Berto? It's normal. Talk to me. Like, where you hang out, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, nothing, man. What's going on? He's like, yeah, you know, you're wanted, right? 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, nothing serious. They just want to take me back home, man. You know, like, you know, so you never want them to feel like they got the upper hand. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, he's like, he's like, he's like, all right. He's like telling the guys, he's like, yeah, we got to look around, man. We got something we got to look for. So they start looking around. And while they're looking around, Chico's brother comes walking in. Phil comes walking. He's carrying a 20 pack of beer. <laughs> they hem him up, you know, put him on it. So now he's with us. So now he's with us on the couches while they're searching his room in the basement. <laughs> And they come upstairs with, they come upstairs with like a little, it's like a little, it's a safety box, but you know, they got like a pound of weed. They got a, they got a little gun we had. It was like a 32. And then they got like some, you know, like a list of uh, some paperwork and it, you know, it ends up being, it was a list of the guys uh, from our chapter, but, but that's not part of the story. But anyways, so they bring it all upstairs. You know, Bellone is, he's sweating bullets, right? (laughs) Like, he he knows he's like, I'm going down. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going down. There's no way. (laughs) I'm like, oh man, I see all the stuff. They're like, who's this? Everybody just kind of stayed quiet. So they're like, all right, listen, we'll let all this go. All we want is the 44. We're looking for the 44 in Magnum. Man, listen, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking about. So they go in Chico's room, right? It's top drawer. They come out. There's like, you know, 10, 44 Magnum bullets. In the <laughs> they're like, where's the 44 at? Like, I'm like, I don't know. We don't know. You know, we ain't got it. So they look around, they're pissed. They're flipping everything now. But like I said, it, the house is already a little desolate because we, we were leaving anyway. So th- that made them even more mad. Like there wasn't really nothing for them to look under or, you know, destroy. Everything was pretty much gone. So, um, they're finally like, you know what, man? It's your guys' lucky day. We don't, we don't care about nothing. He's like, we're taking it, but you guys are good to go. Walked out, walked out the house. Mm-hmm. Right? We got away. They took whatever. They took the weed, but we didn't care for long. Thought he was going to prison. So, Everybody's happy. Everybody's like, man, can you believe that? Like, you know, like, that's crazy. Like, somebody had to go to jail for that stuff, right? You think? We're sitting there and I'm like, oh, yo. Like, we were so caught up in the lie about not having a 44. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Was, and then and then as soon as they left, it dawned on me. I was like, yo, I'm like, the gun's in your room, Chico. And he's like, what are you talking about? Fofo's in your room. Like, we were, we were cleaning it up. And then what I did, I was cleaning it up. And you know how at the edge of a bed, people usually fold up a, a, a blanket and it just sits at the edge of the bed, mm-hmm. you know, dec- decorative, but really, you know, lazy, just didn't want to make the whole bed. Right. So that's how it was. I just slipped the 44 in between the blanket and left it there because I cleaned it up and then we were going to go do something. So, and like I said, there was nobody else in the house, so it didn't really matter. You know, like it wasn't like his mom was there and nobody was there. So I just set it there because I knew it was accessible. We can come back and get it. They flipped the bed over. <laughs> And the guns, the gun stayed the, inside the blanket. The blanket. <laughs> it stayed in a the blanket. They never found it. They never found it. So I go in there. I go in there. I said, first thing I thought I'm looking for the blanket. I see it and I open up the blanket. And it's just, it's right there. The gun's this big. You know, it was a 44 Magnum Clint Eastwood type gun or Dirty Harry, whoever it was, but it was huge. And so they didn't, they didn't find it, man. And so we got super lucky. You know, well, I got to the guy Wolf did get caught. The guy Wolf did get caught with it like two weeks later. <laughs> our, uh, our, our, our Gomer Powell. So, so he got he got. Caught. So the luck ran out eventually. So yeah, so that was that was their you know cat and mouse moment as well. But um, yeah, man, that was a crazy a crazy moment, man. It's really funny because I mean, what a bad job they did of searching the house. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It is not true. to sell your hiding spot short, but it wasn't a very good hiding spot, <laughs> you know. And no. no, it wasn't. And, it wasn't. And the fact that it worked, it's crazy. And yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, 
you know, looking back, right, like it felt like they were thorough, you know, because there wasn't a lot of stuff there. But, you know, just being realistic, like, man, you don't look in a blanket. Like, you, you, you don't move the, like, you ain't stuff moving around. stuff around. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. I don't know. that. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good one, man. We definitely got lucky <laughs> with that. For real. Oh, I, got, I got a question. It's a little, it, it's a little uh, detour question, but I got a question. This, that's how we yeah. roll. That's usually how we yeah. roll. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you're, you were talking about how, you know, it's the same cops patrolling all the time. Was it to the point where you knew which ones would let things slide and which ones were going to be like, you know, hard asses on you? Or were they all hard asses uh, on you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were more, it was more of a hatred, man. Okay. And not on individuals, right? Like when I say hatred, I don't believe that the detectives and the gang squad hated us as individuals. They just hated what we stood for. Um, they hated the concept, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was always, uh, it was always, they were going to slam dunk us if they okay. had us. You know, so when when times like that happen, man, it makes me think, OK, like, did I ever really see a warrant for them to come in the house and search it? No. So, you know, these are things that are above, you know, my mindset at that time. You know what I mean? But I mean, there's a good chance. Yeah, we got lucky, probably got lucky because they didn't have a warrant to come in the house. You know, so like th those are the things that you see as you're older, you know, but at the time, like, you know. They're always trying to slam donkey every time, every every chance they had to get their hands on me, man. They never. You know, like I'd get away on them, you know, like like uh, I was wanted one time, man. And and uh, this one, I caught a case. I was wanted it, it, for the stolen vehicle, for a stolen vehicle or something. Right. And uh, so I was wanted and <clears throat> they caught us. It was after one of our, uh, you know, big basketball games, one nine against two three. I was actually at a it was a, I was at a two three's house when they came in back. So what we did, me and my brother, like my brother knew I was wanted. He never wanted me to go to jail. Right. So. He's like, listen, let's say, um, let's say we're cousins use, you know, our, you know, we're using like random names because believe it or not, like you should be able to get, get away oh. with that back in the day. Right. Like if you had a solid enough story, a name, a birth date, and you said it straight face, like you could probably get away with it back then. Now, not so much, but, but anyways, so we had a, this, you know, this alibi we thought we made up and they ain't buying it. They're like, man, you guys look like brothers. You're telling me you're not brothers. <laughs> so, you know, cause me and my brother really looked alike at that time. Eventually we're like, all right, we got to do something. Tim's like, listen, I'm going to say I'm you. He's like, don't worry about it. I'm going to say I'm you. And then when I go in, right, I, and you're free already, then I could just say, all right, it's not me. <laughs> right? So this so this is his plan. This is this is our plan. You know, we're, I, I was, what was I, maybe 15, so he was like 16. So anyways, yeah, so they don't buy it, they lock us up, right? They put us in the back of the paddy wagon. They're like, you know what, you guys, we're going to find out what's going on with you two. We're going downtown. So we're like, all right, man, whatever. So I knew right away. I'm like, all right, I'm going back. Like, it's all right. I'm about to get locked up. So when we get to the police station, we're, 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 uh, you know, we're, we're drawing it out. Yeah. We're, I'm this person. No, I'm this person. And then we go back and forth. Like, all right, listen, I'm really brutal. Right? <laughs> so, so eventually it, they were, they were so fed up. Right. Because the, the idea was they wanted to question us, you know, just to, just to be, you know, cause they knew we were gang members. They can't even question us. They don't know who we are yet. So we're playing this game, playing this game. So they, they get mad. They put us in a holding cell. And we're in a holding cell till the morning time. They forgot about us. So then in the morning time, we're sitting there and some, the, the ship just walk in. She goes, what are you guys still doing? And I'm like, oh, we're waiting for them to give us a ride home or juveniles. She goes, oh, well, hold on. Comes back. She said, all right, the officer's going to take you. And they drove us home, drove us to my dad's house, got out. I ran, you know, I was on a run. And so those are times like that, man. Like you get lucky sometimes like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's I wouldn't say so much that they're idiots because obviously they win in the end, right? 
things like that slip their mind. You know, you put somebody in a cage for so long and try to forget about them and punish them and ends up benefiting them because that's really what it was. It was a punishment. You know what I mean? Both those stories to me seem to like lean towards the side of like, yeah, they're not doing a very good job. Of, I mean, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be working, man. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Uh, some, some, some situations, I guess you would have to judge for yourself, right? Um, you would have to ask like, <clears throat> like, what would you do in this circumstance as a cop, right? Because obviously there's certain situations where you can't control solo. I got away one time, another time, right? I'm on the run. This is when I already went and did time and I got out. I did 18 months and I got out. I went to like a halfway house. It was like a group home. I didn't last there long. So I'm AWOL. So I'm on the run. <laughs> we're partying by this guy Rick's house. And obviously we're being loud. It's an apartment building. It's right on like 33rd, 34th and and uh, we're like three stories up. So you got to get buzzed in, though. Somehow they get buzzed in. The cops get buzzed in. By this time of the night, I'm already I'm drunk. So they're not going to they're not going to write on that door. And and Rick's Rick's wasted. The dude Rick is wasted. One of my good friends. I've known him since, since elementary school and he's wasted. Man. So but it's his house. So he goes <laughs> into the door. Right. Not a great idea. And so. First, he's like, no, y'all can't come in. He's like, everybody, music's down. I mean, there's a party. It's a house full of people, like, just looking at looking at the door, like, man, now the music's off, everything's off. Rick's like, no, you can't come in. They're like, we're going to kick the door in unless you open up. So they start trying to kick the door in. And uh, and and Rick's, like, holding the door by himself. Everybody else is kind of watching, like, bro, like, like I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm on the run. I know I'm going back. I'm like, man, I'm going back. I'm going back to Wales, right? So I'm sick about that. I'm not even thinking about what's going on. I'm watching it, but. So then Rick's fighting with these. So somehow this girl gets involved, right? <laughs> I don't know why she started coming to help, right? So she's she's trying to help Rick. Uh, I'm not even going to put a name on blast, right? I'm not even going to put a name on blast. But she's trying to help, right? And they're getting stronger and stronger, right? The door's coming. Boom, they're trying to fight, but they can't. So eventually what they do, right, is they got a little crack, right? And they stick their hand in and they mace Rick. Oh. Right? They mace him and then they mace and they, and they mace the girl too at the same time, right? So they're trying to they're trying to block it, right? And they can't. Man, it, that that was so funny, man. That moment, right? I can picture it like it was yesterday. Like they're kicking. So then one time, right? He comes in to try to mace him again, and they just happen to hit the door at the same time, and the cop maces himself. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're. I mean, they're, they're seeing red. Right? They're seeing red. This is like a. This is like. I mean, just imagine, right? Like in real life four minutes, three minutes, like that's a long time for like a certain action to happen. People don't understand. Like, you know, think about a three minute fight. Like that's what it is. That's a long time. This is going on like six, seven <laughs> minutes now. Right. So Rick's still fighting. They're still fighting. Finally, they get in, they knock Rick and, and, and the girl out the way. And, and the only one they want is Rick, right? Like they snatch her up, right? They hammer up, put her on the floor, right? They don't really, the only one they want is Rick and they grab Rick <laughs> and they're whooping Rick, man. They're, be they're beating Rick up. Right. So, I mean, he knew he had it coming, though, right? Especially the dude, he walk, he runs into the bathroom. He's trying to wipe his face off. He's got mace all over his face. And so, and so, man, listen, but here's the thing. I'm on the run, right? So they're so mad. They're so mad. We're like, they're like, whose house is this? And we're like, that's got right there. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, everybody get, get the hell out of here. So I was the first one. Like, hey, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Now, you know I'm, I'm on the run, right? Uh so yeah, they end up they end up letting us stand up. But you want to hear a funny part of that story though, right? I left this part out, but um, <laughs> because it's an impossible thing to believe. This is like when I think about these stories, man. Like I, I I try to even imagine how they could really be true sometimes. But so 
man, listen, I love the guy still to this day, right? Like, I don't know how he feels about me, but but his name is Joey, which is my kid's mom. It's her brother, right? And he was around us all the time. And But Joey had like this, uh, he had like this, you know, anybody, if you know old school, right? If you know regular to Frank the Tank, like that's what Joey was, <laughs> okay. right? Like Joey was the coolest guy. And then he went to Frank the Tank and he was gone, right? Like when he Frank the Tank, he was that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm so, so anyways, we got the Frank the Tank version of Joey, right? He just happened to have our gun on him. You know, he it was he was just holding it all night. It wasn't like it was planned. Somebody gave it to him at that. He just happened to have our gun. On him. When they're kicking in the door, you know, the first thing I thought was, how do I get out? I look out the window. We're three stories up. That's out the window. Bro. Like, I'm not <laughs> like I'm going back to jail. That's the way I looked at it. I was like, I'm going back. I'm not jumping out. This dude Joey literally dived head first out of the th- third story window. <laughs> Head drunk, Frank the Trank, right? <laughs> this is how crazy it is. Mid jump, he had the gun in his hand. He threw the gun and it landed in a tree, in the branch, and just stayed there. And Joey landed and rolled, and got up and ran. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Listen, you would never. I couldn't. I couldn't make a story up like that to be true. Like I swear, I couldn't, man. And when I seen it, what? Well, listen. I seen him later on, right? Because they eventually let us all go. So we're looking for Joey. Worried about him, like, man, he's got an injury. He's wounded somewhere, right? I'm like, he's done. He's done. He's got to be in. He's got to be in a gangway somewhere, bent over, right? So I'm like, yo, find Joey, man. Make sure he's good. Now we found him. He had a little bit. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with it. I'm, with, you know, I'm with his sister at the time. She's like, she took, she's like, Joey, why did you jump out the window? He go. He looked. He's Frank the Tank right now, right? He's Frank the Tank. He can't see straight. He's like, because I know how. Because I know how. That's what he told him. Well, apparently, apparently he did know oh, how. You know? What, what can I say to that, right? What can I say to that? I was like, all right. We ended up getting the gun back out the tree later on. The only one that got beat up and went to jail was real. So. But yeah, man, that's a couple of them, you know, just to kind of give you an example. So in the first story you were talking about, you said that, you didn't think they had a search warrant? Yeah, no, and, I don't think they had one. I don't think they had one. And, they never showed us one. Yeah, in the us. other instances, did they, like, prior to starting to mace people and trying to break down doors, did they announce that they no. had? Was this common? I'm, they didn't have a search warrant. They didn't have a search warrant. What they what they would say is they got a, uh, you know, what is it, like a disorderly type call, right? Noise complaint, noise ordinance. They came to address it. And then they had probable cause to come in because they smoked marijuana or, you know, whatever some probable cause. Yeah, I, think, I think in the party situation, lie, that's reasonable. Right? Well, in the, in the first one, they probably didn't right. have to let them in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. I mean, provided right. that, right. that you so, could yeah, actually smell weed or something because, yeah. you know, yeah, no, nah, I mean, that's just, a, it's a good out. Though. It's just a good, out. it's a safe right. bet. If they know they're going like, to a gang house that, yeah, there's probably going to be weed there. Right. So we can right. always just use that. Right. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a scapegoat for sure. Yeah, I'm curious. Do you got any stories you can tell us where you were unlucky? Can you? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got when I got caught. Right, so I'm on the run at this time. The time I just got away. You want to know? This is the, this is the unlucky part of it. This is when I got caught. Right. It's funny because it, it coincides. I was actually on the run at that time. I was by the guy Mondi's house. You know, me and Mondi were like best friends. I was with him all the time. I was at his house. He was he was going to go pick up his wife from work, and uh, you know, I was kind of like. I guess trying to talk to the wife's little, I don't know how you phrase that. Right. So, so anyway, so I stayed there. He was like, I'm gonna go pick up my wife. So I stayed there with her. And then she's like, uh, she's like, Hey, let's go smoke. So I was like, all right, well, we can't smoke in the house. So we went in the back, we were in the car and we smoking. Right. 
Well, her grandma lives upstairs. So we're smoking. And, you know, when you smoke, you get a little paranoid. So you're like, I, mean, I don't know if you guys ever smoke, but that's what it yeah. feels like. You get a little paranoid. So, so anyway, so a car pulls up behind us. Now, we're in a dead-end alley. So there's no reason for a car to pull up behind us unless, you know, there was a purpose behind it. And it was her grandma. So she's right behind us. I mean, we got clouds of smoke. <laughs> damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've been smoking. We've been smoking. We smoke. So, so I'm like, yo, what do you want to do? She's like, just get out and go straight to the house. You know, she was like, don't say nothing. So I'm like, all right, all right. So we get out. Pouring out. You know, they're everywhere. <laughs> and they're everywhere, man. It looked like Cheech and Chong, man. One of Cheech and Chong's movies. So I, I, we walking straight to the house. I'm trying not to laugh. I can't, you know, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm trying not to laugh. The grandma's right behind us. She's about to go upstairs. I know she smelled the smoke. So, so we go, we go in the house like nothing, shut the door. We just lock it. And we're sitting there, right? And um, <clears throat> we start watching this movie. And then all of a sudden, um, we start hearing banging on the front door. Now, this is like, a, I don't know how familiar you guys are with the houses in Milwaukee, but the house is what they call a Polish flat. So it's basically a basement that's okay. a house. Okay. You know what I mean? That has, you know, it's its own living space, right? So, and then obviously upstairs is another apartment or house. You know what I mean? So so that's how it works. So that's a Polish flat. So, but, but the majority of the time, the back door is where people let you in. Like the front door is usually blocked off in the basement for some reason. Like they don't have it. Maybe there's something in front of it. So that's how it was in this house, right? Like the front door was blocked out. So we're like, who would come to the front door? Nobody ever comes on. The first thing I thought is the cops would come to the front door. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man. So right away I'm like, damn man. I'm like, damn, this this lady this old lady called the cops on the first <laughs> like yo, I'm mad I'm mad as I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm about to go back to jail for smoking a blunt. Like I can't believe it, man. So so anyway, so the phone starts ringing. And, and the girl picks it up and she's like, she's like, uh, she's like, grandma, don't let him in. Don't let him in. So I guess the cops were pounding on her door as well. And so she didn't call them. So I'm like, damn. Beautiful. So they now they come to the back door and they're kicking. And they're like, listen, if you don't open up, we're going to kick it in. We're going to kick it in. So we're like, I'm like, what, what do we do? So they come in. I can't even see straight. I'm so high, man. They come in, you know, they're looking around. They're like, we're looking for a gun. This is not going to have a gun there. They're like, all right, well, what's your name? So they start taking names. And then we're like, yo, like, what, what gave you the right to kick in the door? And they're like, there's a there's a robbery next door. And they said that the people that robbed the house came down here. And we're like, what? Like, are you crazy? So so anyways, I try to lie to him. I try to give him a lie. I try to give him a, <laughs> I try to give him a fake name, right? But I'm so high, I can't even keep up my damn, I don't even know what I'm lying about no more. I'm so high, right? So I'm like, man, I was like, man, that ain't my real name. Like, this is my real name. And he's like, okay, you wanted, you know, I end up going to jail. <clears throat> but here's the part that, makes you unlucky right apparently there were some guys and maybe in females that they were selling weed next door so obviously a lot of people come by Monty's house to visit everybody comes you know what's up man you know that's how it is so a couple of the guys seen that they were selling weed next door so these couple of guys took it upon themselves to kick in the door and rob them you know stick them up take their weed take their money whatever they had well, it just so happened they did, did it on the day that I was in the back smoking. <laughs> so when they ran out the house and the people came to look out the door from them running out the house, they seen me and the girl with our heads down walking into the house right next door. So it looked like they ran out of their oh house and came right next door. To oh, our my house. God. And that's the unlucky part about it. And it's even worse because I knew the two guys who did it because they were there. They were a part of our chapter, you know, so I knew them. You know what I mean? I ended up finding out afterwards and they, they did get a violation for it. You know, so but um yeah, so that was a twisty one, man. It was I ended up getting caught in a situation that I had nothing to do with, 
was just minding my business. And I, I, I got to clarify a question here. I really, I got to know. They they called the cops okay. because somebody broke in and stole their weed? Yeah, <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't put that together, but. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was more of a, it's more of a considered okay. home invasion, you know, because I don't know what, I don't know what else they took. You know, I'm sure they I took. I feel like if you're dealing weed, drugs you know out mean? of the I'm house, sure you don't want to call the cops <laughs> to come to your <laughs> no. house, but okay. But if, but <laughs> if the true. thieves that's, have already stole all the weed, <laughs> you're clear. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. That's true, but. That's what I was about to say. That's true. Yeah. But if it's all gone, then you're just, then then you're, you're you're basically calling the cops to, to say yeah somebody broke into my house. Else, little jewelry mm. or anything. So, you know what I'm saying so. Yeah, that's, that's so. Uh, my understanding of law is not very good. So maybe one of you two can uh, can clarify this for me. But is the act of somebody okay. saying that the person that stole their stuff going in went into that house? To me, that shouldn't be enough. To break down a door. I mean, that doesn't true, sound like. But, but you got to understand it's true, but but it, there, it's deeper than that. Right. So um, that's a vague way to to say it. But if you're in their shoes, they're going to paint it as a different kind of picture. They're going to say, listen, there's a Latin king that lives right next door here. I see him and all his friends out here all the time. These guys that just robbed me, they probably hang out over there. And I'm pretty sure when they ran out the door, I see them go right in that house right there, you know, and, and, and the cops, when they hear Latin King, man, like, listen, and I hate, to, I, you know, <laughs> I hate to always harp on the same things, but, you know, I think people can attest to the truth that the Latin Kings were the cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Like it, it just, it was, that's the way it was, you know, all the other street gangs that were around were making noise and I'm not taking away from anything they did. But it's just when you heard when when the cops heard Latin King, there's no other indictment in Milwaukee. There's never a Spanish Cobra indictment. There's never been a, you know, uh, whatever indictment. So when the when the cops heard Latin Kings, it's like a trigger to them. So they automatically are like, OK, that makes that makes sense. Well, yeah. And I see. And I would assume, too, did. that that because they're confident that it's a Latin King house, that they're pr probably obviously if somebody kick if a cop kicks down your door you're probably not going to do anything about it if it was an illegal entry just because you're a Latin gang. You know, like you don't work with yeah. the law and, and go and start suing the police yeah. department or something like that. So they probably figured they had a lot of lead way to get away with things that right. they couldn't normally do, I guess. And for the most part, man, and for the most part, like, you know, for the, I'd say, listen, like, I'd say 100% of the time I was around guys, we didn't have um the type of guys that were like gonna fight cops and like you know what i mean like we kind of just when they got us they got us you know what i mean like all right like you won this round like okay see when's the next one that's how it was like it wasn't like guys were like we never gunned for cops you know what i mean like we never we hated them you know what i'm saying like we hated cops but it was like they weren't a part of our equation you know they would just get in the way of what we for the majority of the guys that i ever hung around with man it was always like almost respectful. Like, all right, man, you got us. You know, like I'm, we can't cry about it. What are we going to do? Like shoot it out with the cops every time they mm -hmm. come? Like you'd be dead. So um, that's how I think it was for that's us. That's interesting. So do you have any more of those? of the? Because I, I kind of like the uh, the losing ones. But, but yeah, that, yeah the, getting the, the getting unlucky ones are fun. So are, Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are those. Yeah. 
Is there a lot more than a lot more? more those yeah, I suppose there probably yeah. would be. Oh, yeah, man, bad luck there. comes in is much yeah. easier to achieve than good luck, for the most part. So yeah, and you know, just even like uh, you know the anonymous tips that are given. I mean, listen, you're you're. It's always a game of just can you beat them? I mean, listen, and and a lot of people used to think I, we were paranoid because when I when I say me. It, I, I can speak for the people that I was around as far as what we were doing as a whole, right? So not individually as a person, but as a whole, what we were doing, like the kind of the kind of things we did in the street, right? Like I mentioned, I think I mentioned in at some point during some interview or maybe a recording that we just had different kind of um, approaches to different type of things. Like if we were walking somewhere, right? And there was four of us, we always split up. Two on this side of the street, two on that side of the street. You know, the person who has the gun is always the closest to the houses by the gangway. So they know, you know, they can go first. And then the idea is to split. So they got to make a choice when they chase us, if they chase us, you know, and also be dynamic if we had to encounter somebody. You know, we ran into somebody. Now we got two ways to get them. Right. So it was just little things like that, that we kind of ingrained in each other to always watch for. You know, if we were driving in the car, whoever had the gun was on the side of the, the, the car and by the door. You know, so they had a chance to run. Like it's just little things like that that um, uh, that we did as a as a team and as a you know. So uh, I just think I think that's kind of it's kind of cool to bring it. It's like almost a different element. I think I mentioned like just different little street rules and etiquette that you build up for yourself and uh, for for the guys. You're that happens a lot. There's always little things, little things. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? that I came up on one of our previous time. episodes. You know, that's it. That's a true thing, man. I think, and and I think just the street does it now, you know, like for anybody new who isn't listening, basically what I'm referring to as guys in the street on the street level, you know, they have a habit of if they get into a shootout with somebody, yeah, they're going to shoot, but they're going to save a few bullets for the run in case anything happens on the run. You never know. So uh, just little things like that, man, they're little nuances that kind of are embedded into you and then they happen without you even thinking about them. little things. So uh, I got an unlucky question. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you talked about how like Wolfie is like Gomer Pyle. Uh, did you have a guy that was like your bad luck charm? Like if he was around, you knew <laughs> you knew, you the knew cops somebody were... <laughs> that day was gonna get pinched or whatever. Um. So here's the here's the here's the kind of spicy part that might uh, <laughs> it might shock you or it might not just because of how I am. But uh, okay. I was kind of that guy. So, 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 but it was, but it was, it was a combination of me and like my brother and my guy too. And it was just a kind of a thing where when we walked into a place, the place oh. kind of was like, Helen, no, like, <laughs> you know, like, uh oh, like, troubles here, you know, and, and sometimes it wouldn't be, but if there was, it would be because of us. So I got, we got time and I got a story. I got a, I got a story. Just, just thinking about that made me, made me think about a, a story and a time frame of my life. And I, and I'm, 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 it's coming back to me now that I'm not even thinking, I don't even think I send a recording about this, about this time in my life. So it's good that I bring it up. But, um, there was a white guy, right? Named Cody. And, uh, <clears throat> I had met him through, here's the funny part. The girl who went to Rick and got <laughs> made, right? I had met him through her. And so Cody was just your, your, you got to remember, like I'm half white, right. But I was raised in an urban area. So talked with the lingo. I lived with the lingo. Like I was, you know, the epitome of, of what I call now. <laughs> Booger, I like right? that. <laughs> so, so, uh, right. So, so, you know, and so Cody to me was like this, you know, straight, 
white, you know, never seen like, you know, the hood violence, none of that, like straight born and raised in a, in a place that's never had anything to do with that. Right. Like that's my, my picture of Cody was. So, but he was super cool, man. Like Cody was super cool and I liked hanging out with him. So we started using his house as like a party house. Okay. <laughs> and, um, so, so one night we go over there and he's got like, he's got a couple of his, his buddies over there. Right. Probably went to high school with him. Um, same, same style of person to Cody. And then we got all of us there. Right. Like I, we got my, I got my crew there and it's like, I mean, it's like salt and pepper, man. It's like, it's like vinegar and oil, like just two entirely different worlds that are coming together. Right. But one thing about all of us is we all like to party. We all like to hang out. So it was going good, man. Like it was going well. This is why I say I'm, I'm probably one of those. So one of the white guys, he's, he's, uh, he was like, trying to rap, right? so he was like out of his and he's trying to rap. And, um, now, now, I don't know if you guys know, like I said, I, I, it's hard for me to really, sometimes I want to just blurt things out, but it's hard because I like to paint a picture. But if you know the difference between West Dallas and then the South side of Milwaukee, like, especially back then, there was a big difference, right? Like the culture wasn't up there yet. It was, it was down there, but they had like their own little wannabe little cliques and stuff like that, that were like homemade up here. Right. They don't know nothing about the real violence and like mm-hmm. that. They're just trying to be something. So the little, anyways, going back to the, 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 the white guy starts rap, trying to rap. Right. And he's really just saying stuff and he starts talking about like gang stuff. Right. And I, and I, and it blows my mind. Cause I'm like, this dude knows about gang stuff. Like, like he's from out here. Like, so I'm kind of shocked. And I'm like, what'd you say? Like, say that again. And then he said like some disrespectful King stuff, right? Like disrespecting Kings. <laughs> and I just, I hit him real quick. Right. I, I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't pull all the way back. I just, I just gave him, oh, just hit him one time. Right. And then the commotion right there just stopped everything. And so everybody's like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? You know what I'm saying? I explained to him, like, listen, man, the dude says some slick shit. And then they take him in the bathroom, right? Because <clears throat> he's acting like he's want to fight. He's, he's still a little drunk. So um, <laughs> so he's, at, he's acting like he wants to fight. He goes in the bathroom, right? I'm telling Cody, I'm like, yo, I'm like, the dude says some disrespectful stuff. And Cody's like, all right, don't worry about it. Don't worry. He's like, just just let it die, right? Don't don't say nothing. <clears throat> so my brother, my brother is like, uh, he's trying to like, uh calm it down right because this is like a cool house like it's cody's got like a cool little spot like we it's it's in west Dallas, so you know we're not really worried about walking outside and being in a shootout you know so it was a cool place like my brother didn't want to ruin it and i didn't either right but at the same time like you know i want i'm, I'm on i'm on i'm on petty dumb stuff at this time right like i don't who wants rules at I'm, i tell cody i'm like listen all right i'm gonna squash it i was like you know what i'm gonna go apologize to the dude that's what i'm gonna do right so tim's like bro chill out he's like don't do nothing stupid Right. He's like, just let it go. He's like, he don't know what the hell he's talking about. So I'm like, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm gonna go apologize. To him. So he's in the bathroom. Right. So I go into the bathroom. I listen, bro. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'm kind of talking just like that. I'm like, yo, listen, bro. I'm like, I'm like, we all hanging out, man. Like this. And, and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know, my, oh, no. punch me, punched me right, right in my face. And at first I was like shocked, right? Like I didn't, I, was like, I ain't been punched in a long time. Hey, I'm usually the one doing the punching, right? So I ain't been punched in a long time. So I'm like, what? So the dude punched me. So, so once I gather my thoughts, I look at him and he's like looking like he's ready to hit me again. And I just take off on him. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting paws on this dude in the bathroom. Right. I got him in the tub. I'm beating him. Boom, boom. Right. Now, mind you, everybody thinks I'm going to apologize to this dude because I just, I just told all these dudes, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Right. Man, like, no problem. So I, everybody thinks I'm in there apologizing to him. We're going to come back out. We're all going to hang out. Everything's good. They start walking over there, right? My brother and Cody, they come walking in, and I'm on top of this dude just pummeling him. Just being... My brother grabs me. He's like, what the? He just thinks now he's like, man, you're, you're drunk. Like, you're stupid, right? 
He's like, what's the matter with you, man? Like, I you. This dude's all bloody in the bathtub. <clears throat> but he could see, though, like I had a little mark. And I told him, I was like, man, I came over to apologize. This dude punched me in my face. And then, and then, and then uh, my brother seen that. He's like, he's like, he hit you? And I'm down. Yeah, he hit me, though. And Cody's right there, right? So, so uh, he tells Cody, he's like, he's like, bro, he hit my brother. Like, what you expect? And then, and then I think, I don't know, it, it might have just clicked to him or something, but he literally turned out to the dude and then two pieces of himself. <laughs> like, he was mad that he hit me. You know what I'm saying? So the dude, the dude fell back in the tub. He's back in the tub now. You know, my brother's a little taller than me. You know, it's my older brother. You know, he's a little taller than me. So, so, uh, so yeah, man. So then Cody's like, all right, chill out, man. Chill out. She's like, just leave the dude alone. Leave him alone. Let him, let him, he's like, let him lay it off. He's drunk anyway, right? So he's laying in the bathtub. So we all walk out. Cody just let it be. We're all partying, right? So somehow, man, this is where it gets ugly, right? And, it, and this is where I'm like, I'm embarrassed about the way we used to live or the way we used to be sometimes. These are one of the moments because I know we're better than that. You know, I just think like that whole night got the best of us. And I think maybe guys started thinking they're not going to kick it with us anyway, ever again, anyway, after this, you know, after this, which is probably true. But here's the twist. So the guy goes into one of the rooms and he's laying down and then everybody just starts like torturing this dude. Like anytime they walk through the room, like they're punching them, you know, just, you know, not beating them, just like, just like antagonizing them. You know what I mean? While he's drunk. I sprayed him in the face a couple times with some air freshener, just stuff like everybody, you know, everybody's like terrorizing the dude, right? Making this night terrible. And so I don't know how, I have no idea how, because my brother was there the one time I just told you about, and then he was gone for a long time, right? Like everybody's partying in the house, doing dumb stuff. We, I don't know, I don't know how, man, but this dude had like 350 empty packs of cigarettes on like some sort of like mantle. I think he was like maybe saving the food purchase. Yeah. Somehow we got into a cigarette box fight. The whole house is throwing cigarette, uh, empty cigarette cases at each other. We got tables flipped over. It turned into a crazy night, right? So this whole time my brother's gone. I'm like, my brother. Finally, I see him. I'm like, bro, where were you at? I come here. Well, I go in the hallway and the whole hallway is tagged up. It's got all kinds of Latin King. Oh my God. Street. He might've had our names there. I don't know. It was, I'm talking about the whole thing. Like, and so it the whole wall, right? So I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, we're never going to see this dude again in life. Like, this is it. Guys started taking everything. Guys took his PS4. He had an authentic Ray Allen jersey. One guy grabbed that. So it just turned into everybody knew it was over with. Once they seen that, they're like, this is a relationship that's not going to go on. Let's just get what we can. And so long story short, man, we were the guys always on the BS. You know what I mean? We were the guys nobody wanted at the damn party. And but and, you know, people still love this though. And I assume you know Cody I mean? never people talked to you again this. after this night. Funny story, man. True story. I did talk to him after that. So here's here's another, here's the crazy part, right? So he was like, listen, I said, I said, listen, Cody. Now I'm lying. I was lying on my teeth. I said, listen, Cody, um, I feel bad, man. Cause he had called me. I said, like, I feel bad, man. I said, listen, whatever everybody took, I'm gonna pay you back for it. Yeah, I don't know what they took, I'm gonna pay you back. <laughs> that was a blatant lie. I wasn't gonna pay him a penny. I, you know what I mean? Like if Cody ever listened to this, I apologize. But I was too young. I didn't even know how much I would have owed him, right? I was just lying to him. I was like, so yo, I, I'm gonna pay you back. So, anyways, he's like, bro, listen, I'm having a party. He's like, you can come over. He's like, he's like, your guys, he's like, they can't come over, man. He's like, I don't, I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I don't really trust them here, right? So he's talking about he's talking about my whole crew. I was actually trying to like uh, the girl who got maced, right? The girl who introduced me to Cody. Like I was talking to her a little bit, right? We kind of had a relationship, not a relationship, but we were talking. And um, and so she was the one who was like, yo, come come over. Like, it's cool. Like, Cody's not mad at you. So I'm like, all right, like no big deal. I'm like, I'm going to go by myself. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't take the guys. 
I had to take my gun, of course. So uh, <laughs> it's just me and my gun. And uh, we walk into Cody's house. Man, listen, I'm not a big guy, right? Like I work out. I'm, I'm You know what I mean? At this time, I was really young. I was frail. I might have been 145 pounds, right? But I'm not a big guy, right? I'm not tall, maybe five foot nine on a good day, right? So well, I walk in here and all these dudes, <laughs> like 6'4", 280. I'm talking about these dudes are football players, like monsters. And uh, I forgot that Cody had mentioned to me that his roommate was a football player. And that um, basically that room that we kind of oh, terrorized, no. that was his room. You know what I mean? All right. So I walk in, right? I don't, I don't know what to expect. Only thing I got, I got my gun. If anything happens, I got my gun. I walk in. He's sitting at the table. This dude, he was probably like, I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> man. He's probably like 340 pounds. He was like an offensive lineman or something. You know what I mean? Now, the advantage I would have had there is he probably would have been slow. So I would have been able to get off on him real quick and pull my gun out. In my mind, that's what I'm thinking, right? Now, there were some other dudes there, though, that I would have had an issue with. These dudes were like <laughs> linebackers. You know what I'm saying? These guys are all like, you know what I mean? So, so I'm really, really nervous at this point. I'm like, damn, I shouldn't have came, especially by myself. So I kind of got my hand on my gun the whole time. And then uh, Cody's like, come here, man. He's like, it's my, my roommate. I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't remember his name. Said my, but he's like, man, it's my roommate. He goes, uh, he's like, man, we just want to tell you, like, ain't no hard feelings, man. And then the dude was like, he's like, listen, man, I thought he was like, he's like, he's like, listen, man. He's like, I do dumb stuff all the time when I'm drunk. He's like, ain't no big deal, man. Nothing mine was, nothing mine was taken. Nothing of mine was damaged. He's like, I just had to pick my dresser up. That was pretty much it. So I was like, all right, bet, man. He's like, man, go ahead, man. Party, have fun, get drunk. So I ended up hanging out there that night, man. Nothing happened. It was a good, I guess it was a, it's a good end. And uh, the funny part is, I actually heard from the dude Cody, man, when I was in the county jail. Like he reached out to me after like a couple of years. I think I was in the county jail like three years. When you're obviously when you're in county jail, you live vicariously through other people. So <laughs> I had, like, a nice stage, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, and and that's how he got a hold of me. And he's like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And he ended up he went to the Air Force. He was a good dude, man. You know, I like uh, I liked him. You know, I would still talk to him to this day. I just yeah, he would be you know, fun to have on this on this podcast because I'd love to hear his his yeah, side of that, of that of his of that story I, I from like, him. We're like one step away from a gang war between yeah. the Latin <laughs> Kings and the West Dallas football team. team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was probably something like that. It was probably something. And like I mean, yeah. we're like just out of curiosity. What would had that those football players just pummeled you the minute you walked into the door? What would have happened? Like once you went back and told every your crew well, that 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 happened? Well, like, well, honestly speaking, like one of them guys would have died that, or maybe a couple, I don't know. Like if they would have hit me, I would I would have shot them. I had my gun on me. So if one of them would have hit me by the time, because they probably wouldn't. Have, as big as I was and as young as I looked at the time. They probably didn't think this guy's got it. They probably like that's a little kid, you know what I'm saying? Like he was mm -hmm. on some dumb stuff with his even if Cody even if Cody gave him the 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 prerequisite that I was a Latin King, my visual was not intimidating, man. Like I was a little <laughs> pretty face boy, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, it but that was the deception because they didn't know I had a gun this big on my waist, you know? So the gift and the curse, I guess. And so yeah, somebody would have died, man. There's no way. Like they would have got a hold of me. Yeah, they would have got some good hits in, but by the time I got the gun out, I would have shot a couple. You know what I mean, and uh, that's just the way it was back then, and that was the that was that was the way you lived. Would you know, it wasn't like it was a choice. in that situation though? Like, had you gotten out of there, kind of bruised up or whatever, and gone back, would there be would the gang retaliate against them, or 
They would. Okay. That was kind of my question. Like, like, was it just retaliation, just a gang to gang thing? Or was it pretty much if anybody messed with somebody? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it was it, any anybody who was disrespectful to a Latin King or the family yeah. or anything. But that's a it's a yes. catch twenty two there. Don't get me like, wrong. You man. have to you have to fight back. No, it because is. like you can't just let it slide. But once you attack people who are outside of that world, the cops are going to come down and you, you twice, twice as, as hard. hard. Yeah, yeah, like. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think, uh, that's, yeah, uh, that yeah. was the cornerstone of my indictment. So, you know, here's the thing, man. And this is, this is all honestly, this is coming from somebody who has been with the grimiest of the grimy and, and done the, the dirtiest of the dirty and, and working as hard as I can to be the farthest thing from it. So I see the error of my way. I, I know things that I did were shameful and, uh, I'm embarrassed of, it. but it's kind of hard, man, to, to really put into words, um, how did you word that? Give me Which word part? For me, what you were saying. The last part you were talking about, because I, I had some. Oh, I, think I, I got some. I don't know what what specifically. I, I said you were in a catch twenty two situation because you can't not do something or you'll look weak. But if you do do something, you're in trouble. And I know, like you're referencing, like the indictment came down because of the the guy at the gas station. I know that's what happened, and. And the sim- same thing would happen right. here. I mean, if if a if a member of a local football team died, that would be a major media frenzy. frenzy. I mean, they'd be on your ass so bad. Right, right, right. Exactly. And th- and that's that's exactly what I was trying to. I was trying to think of the right words to say it. Or how to you know? Because listen, man, I'm respectful to it. But but the reality is that not everybody who isn't in a game mm-hmm. is an innocent bystander. I guess that's that's what I was that's what I was trying to say. Right. Like there's a lot of people. And, and, and this is to, to, to anybody's credit, right? Because there's a lot of people that have morals and pride and they stick up for themselves, whether they're in a gang or not, they're going to stick up for themselves as a man, as, as a woman, as whatever. And you're going to run into mm-hmm. those people. Not everybody is going to back down right. from you because of the perception of who you are. So that happens. That happens, like I said, to their credit, but, but that happens. And then when, when it's invoked, now that person becomes an innocent bystander because he wasn't a gang member. You know, so that's the issue, right? Like there's a fine line that you have to walk in. And obviously the lifestyle in, in general is is garbage and it's the wrong way. But it, there's always more to it than just what's on the surface, you know, and and saying that anybody who gets caught in gang violence is an innocent bystander because they weren't in a gang. That's I think that's a little it's a mm-hmm. over. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of instances where I don't know, some drunk dude, just some any We'll just say the drunk white guy is at a bar and just starts jumping on a bun- bunch of Latin kings. The Latin kings beat the crap out of them. And who's going to be the bad guy in this situation? Yeah. It's going to be the Latin kings well, even, that beat the crap yeah, out of even them. Even the party situation yeah. where the guy was yeah. being disrespectful, even if he didn't know he was being disrespectful. Respectful. Like, I don't think kicking his ass was necessary. Yeah, you shouldn't kick someone's ass, ass, but I don't think it's really out of line because he did bring it on himself. Right. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and to be fair, right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I was right. thinking about killing this guy. It was like, I just wanted to, you know, just rough him up, you know? And I, and I think that's a, that's a sad misconception that a lot of people have is they think that the first thing a gang member mm-hmm. thinks is kill. Like, that's not, that's, the, that's not the, that takes some getting to, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people in this world. We both, we all know, you know what I'm saying? There's people in this world that grow and they're serial killers or whatever. Right. But that's, that's the exception. That's not the rule. 
So for the majority of, of the time, man, if you ask a gang member, they'll tell you, you know, the first thing that comes to their mind is, yeah, I'm gonna kill this dude. But that's not, that, that's not how it goes, man. Like it's a, there's a progression. Like, yeah, you want, there's times where you want to hurt people, you know what I mean? Because you believe so deeply and so hardly on the, on, on these, you know, uh, these things that are taught to you. <clears throat> so yeah, you want to hurt people. But the first thing you don't think is, I'm gonna go kill this person, kill his family. You know what I mean? As ruthless and as, as aimless and dumb as we were, I'm not the guy who can go and kill somebody. You know, like I'm not, I, I like, I, I'm not that guy, bro. Like I can't, you know, put up a body in acid. Or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I know there's guys that seen that stuff, you know, but I'm just not that guy, right? I don't feel like my guys were them guys and my guys were shooters. You no, know? my guys would, would shoot at anybody that was, that was disrespectful, but I don't think they were like that, you know? And for the majority of it, and, I don't think the other guys on the other side are like that, you know? like I said, And you were the not the type of not person anymore. that would what wake up in the morning back then and be like, yeah, I think I'm going to kill somebody today. You know, like, like killing somebody wasn't a motivation no, for you. Yeah. It's just something that no, might've happened. You might've gotten into a gunfight or no. something, but it wasn't like, Oh yeah. yeah. Today's the day we're going to do this. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of, I can say a lot of like, I guess, meaningless violence that happened really, really comes as a, it comes as an action to, to what we practice, so to speak. Like we were naturally trying to be ahead of the curve and on point for if something happened. And I think because of that constant awareness that we had amongst each other, it kind of got us into a lot of trouble because we, we tried to see things before it happened and we tried to react before things happened to us. So we were usually the aggressor. You know what I mean? We were usually the ones who went first. And that's not saying that we weren't the ones that didn't get it because we did. But so those are like, those are like little things that you can't, you can't duplicate, right? Like I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can never make you guys feel those mm -hmm. feelings that I felt because it, you didn't see it. And so, and vice versa. I'm sure there's things that you guys have seen <laughs> as normal people, you know what I'm saying? I was, you know, but you know, going through high school, prom or whatever it was, you know what I'm saying? Like those are things I is never that, got to do. normal people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, what's, what's it normal? Felt normal yeah. Me, you know? So. All right. Well, I think we're getting to our time. Do you got anything else, Gavin, you want to ask or? No, but I will say that I think uh, that may be my favorite story I've heard yet. The the tagging the hallway <laughs> story. So uh, I'm, I'm glad we went there. <laughs> you might you might have to make a recording of that for Gavin so he you, has it. You'll, you'll love my brother then. You'll love my brother. My brother was one of the... <laughs> He was one of the funniest guys we had, man. Super cool. For real. All right, then we'll, we will wrap so this episode up. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Normalized Crime. Stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>